Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. My joy, my fun, my love, my opportunity to be here with you live with all of my live listeners on iHeartRadio WAXE. If you're just joining me for the first time live on iHeartRadio WAXE Vero Beach, maybe it's because you're you're stuck at home, you're protecting yourself, you're you're doing as those who have more knowledge than us hopefully has suggested where you're sheltering in place, you're trying to isolate just to stop spread the 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 coronavirus or to, as they say, flatten the curve. Whatever reason you're listening to the show today, I want to thank you for being here with me. And from those of us at the radio station here in Vero Beach, you know, we're here. We're here to provide content for you, something to keep you going, perhaps in this time of crisis, to get you thinking other thoughts beyond the the virus that is going around out there. If you want to listen to previous episodes of the show that you've never heard before, your favorite podcast platform, whether it's on uh, Apple platform, Windows platform, um, Android platform, whatever it may be, your favorite podcast app, if you are listening to this via podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review so other people can find it. And I love to hear what you think of the show because it helps me and uplifts me as I broadcast from home to provide you with some, what I hope you think is really great content. There, there's a lot of fear and a lot of panic going on out there right now. And as I talk about in my book, What Would a Wise Woman Do?, from the wonderful Dr. Daniel Amen that he calls ants, automatic negative thoughts, I know myself that that is something hard for me to stop sometimes. These negative thoughts that creep up from reading all the news, watching all the TV, even listening on the radio to what everybody is talking about. So for the next hour, my goal is to help you think of a positive future, to think of ways that you can improve your life, improve your thinking, and improve your mental health a little bit in the same way, if at all possible, by thinking positive and hearing from others who have been in the trenches of business to talk about how you can help grow your business, start a new business, or get through the next couple of weeks. So today I've got a friend of mine who I've been wanting to have on the show for over a year, and we finally put it together, and she's asked me to tell everybody to forgive her voice. She had some surgery on her throat, and she is just so happy to to have a voice and be able to be here today. My guest today is Jan Deardorff. She is... um, one of the top-level sales directors at Mary Kay, and her belief is that she wants to help enough people get what they want, and you will live the life of your dreams. So, Jan, I mean, your story is so amazing to me. Um, you know, you've for 28 years now, you've not even paid for a car. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> And you've had the pink Cadillacs and the non-pink Cadillacs, because I guess Mary Kay no longer just does pink Cadillacs, right? Um, well, yeah, ever since I've been in for 28 years, it's not just pink Cadillacs. There's different levels of cars. Um, so the first car I had was a Pontiac Grand Am, and I had a couple of those, and then you moved up to the next level, and 
Um, so now they offer Chevy Equinoxes and Chevy Malibus and the Traverse. Um, and then, of course, you can get the pink Cadillac. And, and um, we've been driving a Cadillac for quite a few years. And, yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, I haven't bought a battery or a starter. I have bought one tire because I hit a pothole and I had to buy a new tire in 28 years. But that's about all I've done as far as car expenses. And um, I do change the oil once in a while. Now, you went from teaching fifth grade yes. to starting your Mary Kay business in, I think it was 1991 or something? Yeah, 29 years. That is, I mean, I'm guessing that in a lot of ways teaching fifth grade and building a business can be considered very similar. <laughs> because um, well, yeah. Um, well, and what's neat is with my Mary Kay business is I still teach. I just... Um, teach skin care makeup artistry when I first started my business and um, helping people with their skin and teaching them how to take care of their skin. And so, and then, of course, along with that, I um, developed a team. So now I do more mentoring and coaching than I do actually teaching the skin care. Um, but, yeah, that's where it all started. Um, my husband was a pilot um, at the time with Eastern Airlines. And um, so his schedule was he was gone Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and he would be home Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And, of course, I was teaching during the week and home on the weekends, and we just weren't together. Um, So I knew that wasn't a good thing. Um, Number two, um, I was kind of a grumpy mom um, because with teaching full-time and kind of being a single mom most of the time because my husband was gone, Um, And then having the responsibilities of being a teacher with not only actually being in the classroom, but there's lesson plans and bulletin boards and and progress reports and report cards and grading papers. Um, Teaching is um, the most underpaid, under-recognized career um, in the world. And, of course, I love, love, love all of our teachers to death. And and I'm thankful for the eight years that I did do it, but I just couldn't... um, survive um, survive in that mode anymore because my kids were suffering. And, um, of course, my passion um, has always been just to be a great wife and mom. And um, I remember when my husband and I started dating, and, of course, if you can believe it, it's been 50 years ago this June we started dating. Um, we've been together for 50 years, been married 45 in June. Um, just I can't believe it's been that long. It doesn't seem that long. Um, But when we first started dating, he kept saying, so what are your dreams? What are your goals? And I just kept saying, I just want to be a great wife and mom. And he's like, well, that's not a goal. That's not a goal. But, you know, it really has been my passion to be the person that um, God wants me to be as a wife and a mom, because I think when we make that our number one priority, everything else just falls into place. And then, of course, becoming an entrepreneur um, with that thought in mind, um, I was able to just develop everything that was important to me um, around that strategy. And so, yeah, so I just knew I loved teaching. I absolutely loved teaching, um, but I was just exhausted, and I was not a happy person, and I knew that wasn't God's plan for my life. So I had been introduced to Mary Kay years before, hadn't done anything with it, and um, I thought, hmm. I wonder if I could do that Mary Kay thing. And I actually had to find the person in the yellow pages and 
for those of you that don't know what that is, that's the <laughs> book that we used to look in to, <laughs> to find somebody's name um, prior to Google. And I had to, um, I found her, I called her, and I said, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but six years ago you told me about Mary Kay. I think I want to do it now. And um, we got together, and I got my business started. And within five months, I matched my teaching income doing one party a week. Um, So that was a no-brainer. And I said, okay, I guess I'm not going to go back to teaching in the fall. This all started in March, so by May June, um, I was doing great, doing Mary Kay real part-time, told them I wouldn't be back in August, and 29 years later, here I am driving um, a free car for 28 years and making crazy money, um, loving my life, um, helping women change their lives. It's just, it's just pretty awesome. I love it. You said that in five months, you were matching your teaching salary, and within 18 months, you you know you had your first car and that is not the norm for a lot of people who start these kinds of businesses whether it's Mary Kay whether it's Avon whether it's DoTerra whether it's you know any one of hundreds of right what do you attribute that success to and what do you say to somebody who who might not have achieved what you did so quickly? Um, it's a decision. Um, it really is a decision. Um, I think you make up your mind that um, you're going to treat this like a job. Um, it's so easy to, um, well, first of all, I needed the money, okay? And I knew that I needed the income. My husband was just a, a new pilot with Eastern Airlines. He was on probation, so he was making 16000 a year, and um, I had to make money, and I knew that I didn't want to teach. So when the need is there, you figure out a way to make it work. Um, and so when I started my business, I, number one, took God as my business partner, and I said, okay, God, um, together we can make this happen. Um, one of the things that I need for this business to work is people so I need you to put the people in front of me that I need each day, that I need to um, talk to. I used to pray for 20 seconds of courage, um, that I would have the courage to talk to somebody um, and to offer them a free facial um, and just to work the business. But I, um, the other thing is, there in Mary Kay, there are so many amazing mentors because we all start in the exact same place. We all start with no customers, no consultants, no team. We just get the same starter kit box, and then we've got to figure it out and create it from there. And in Mary Kay, there are so many directors that direct you and lead you and take you step by step, which is what I get the privilege of doing now. So when someone starts this business, you kind of put them in your hip pocket and you say, okay, now this is where you're at, this is where you want to be, and these are the steps to get there. Um, and it hasn't changed. Mary Kay's been around for 57 years, and the strategy really hasn't changed. How we do it changes. I mean, obviously, when we started the business, um, and even when I started 29 years ago, if you can believe it, we didn't even have um, computers. Um, We had to call in our orders, or we had to mail our orders, or we used to do overnight shipping where we would overnight express the orders because we had a quota to meet. I mean, it was crazy um, what we used to do. But this, 
the strategy, the business sense hasn't changed at all. Um, I always tell people um, in this business, it's not magical, or it's not magical, it's mathematical. It's not magical, it's mathematical. And statistics have never changed. And so when you learn the numbers, when you learn how to take the business step by step by step by step, and you just follow someone else's success, you can't help but be successful. Um, I think the other key in building a successful business is consistency. Um, I have consistently worked the business. Um, you can't be what I call a zoomaker. <laughs> and what that is is you work the business like crazy and you have some success and then you come to a screeching halt, celebrate that success for a couple of months, and then you go, oh, wait a minute, i got to get going again, and then you start over. Um, it's like driving your car. When you want to get from point A to point B, you put your foot on the gas and you keep it steady and you get from point A to point B. You don't zoom real fast and then slow down and zoom real fast and then slow down. It's just steady. And um, that's the one thing I can say, and I think that's why I've been in a free car for 29 years, is because I have consistently worked the business. I've consistently done what you need to do to make this work. And I know from 29 years' experience what you need to consistently do to make this work. So if anybody out there wants to know how to build an in-home business, there is a very specific strategy to make it work. And all you have to do is get with someone, get with me, whoever, and I can walk you through it step by step by step by step. No matter what your business is, I can take you from point A to point B because it's really a very specific strategy, and it's just a matter of applying that strategy to making your success work. Have you seen certain traits in people that you've had, I think it's called the downline in Mary Kay and all of the businesses similar to a Mary Kay that have shown you having some specific traits will sort of project that you're going to be more successful than somebody without them? <clears throat> yes and no. Um, there are people that shock me to death um, that become successful that I that I didn't think were going to be successful. Um, but, again, it goes back to how bad do you want it? How bad do you really want it? And are you willing to go over, around, through, or under any obstacle that comes in your way to make it happen? Now, is there a specific type of person that's going to be successful in Mary Kay? Um, I would say you definitely have to be a people person. Uh, you have to be someone that likes to be around people. But at the same time, that can be a learned trait. So um, because if I were to look back on my life and say um, that this, if I would say, oh, this is what I'm going to be doing, I would have never, ever, ever in a million years picked sales. I would have never picked what I'm doing right now um, because of who I was when I started. Now, who I am now is a completely different person than I was 29 years ago. I think Mary Kay is probably one of the best self-improvement courses that I've ever taken in my life. Um, you were talking at the beginning of the show about um, positivity. Um, I am probably one of the most faith-filled, positive people in the world. 
I mean, through this whole COVID-19 strategy, or um, I, not a strategy, but COVID-19 virus, whatever this thing is that's going on. And we do um, need a strategy, so. <laughs> yeah, I have been, I just, I just have complete peace and complete um, comfort in knowing that everything's going to be okay. And my husband says that I'm off the charts, um, you know, unrealistic is what he calls it, that he's more of a realist and I'm unrealistic. But you know what? I like being in my unrealistic pink bubble and just totally believing in everything. And I have gotten that through my Mary Kay business. Um, That's what has created and given me, um, I don't know, so much um, get up and go because I see um, the potential and the positivity in everything that I do, and I love what I do. Okay, now, for a lot of entrepreneurs, they, I, I know a lot of them myself, and I've always been a very positive person, but we often have slowdowns or dips in our businesses, and you can be positive yet still be concerned, have worry, uh, as to you know how long the dip is going to last and how to lift up. What do you say to your your team when they're seeing perhaps slowdowns or they've hit a plateau in their business, or when you've seen it yourself? How did you lift yourself up? What questions did you ask? What did you do or do to help shift the business out of neutral or reverse? activity. Um, Whenever things um, seem to plateau or slow down, you go back to activity. Um, Again, this business is not magical, it's mathematical. And anytime there's a slowdown in my business, um, it's the only reason there's a slowdown is because I'm not talking to enough people. So when my girls get a little discouraged or when things aren't happening or they're calling me um, and saying, you know, nothing's happening, da-da-da-da-da, my question is always, how many people have you talked to? How many people have you talked to? Because statistically, one in ten will say yes. So if if one in ten is going to say yes, you have to talk to the ten. And um, as soon as you talk to the ten, you're going to get the yes. Um, and so anytime there's a slowdown, it's just go see more people, go meet more people, ask for more referrals, go out there and meet more people, um, and the activity will bring back the motivation, will bring back the success. Everything will turn around as soon as you have activity, um, especially like even in the craziness that's going on right now. It's like, okay, I can't go out and meet people. I can't go do things. I can't go... But there are so many ways with the Internet, with social media, to be out there meeting people. Like one of the things I'm doing right now is I'm contacting all of my friends on Facebook and saying, can I mail you a facial in a bag? I want to just mail you a cleanser, a microdermabrasion treatment, a eye cream, and everything you need, a cute little look, some lip gloss, and I'm going to mail it to you, and I'll walk you through it when you get it on how to use it all. And so we're still out working the business, even though we can't go anywhere. Um, I'm still doing facials. They're just online, or I'm talking to them on the phone. But you just got to get creative and always figure out a way to keep activity going. Because when you stop is when the mind kicks into gear. 
And when the mind kicks into gear, the negativity starts happening. Um, you know, that, that what you just said about ant, those automatic negative thoughts, those automatic negative thoughts that ant creeps into your mind when you're still. But when you're busy and you're going and there's activity going on, then that's not going to happen. Um, and so the worst thing you can do in any situation is to stop and ponder and think. It makes total sense. You know, I was thinking as you were speaking about whenever there were crises when I had my tech services company or even now today, when that would happen, I always increased my activity. Exactly. And I would send out more communications to my clients saying, hey, we're here to help. Here are some things we're seeing. Here are some possibilities for you. Not necessarily trying to sell them anything, just providing in the immortal words of Bob Berg and John David Mann from their awesome book, The Go-Giver, provide value, provide a lot of value. And I know I had texted you a picture of my face after um, I had um, a facial knot from Mary Kay, and I thought it was an allergic reaction. And you're like, oh, my God, we can so help with that. And then I ended up um, emailing it to my dermatologist because it kept getting worse and um, she said, oh, that, that f- flared up rosacea, and now I'm on a medication. <laughs> yep, yep. I had a, that. It, it totally looked like rosacea, and I have a, a, a lotion and, um, that I'm going to get to you that will, you will be in love with forever. I can't wait because I so need it. Yeah, but, yeah, like, you know, I never would have thought of. Up, you'll put it on there, and it'll soothe it and, um, and take it. And it's actually... Mary Kay's original night cream from 57 years ago that we still have. Hey, if it works, why change it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I started laughing because when I was talking to my dermatologist for 57 years, which to me is amazing, they haven't made any changes to it. It's, um, it's an amazing night cream. Well, I think I think that's so great because when I was talking to my dermatologist about what was going on, her receptionist said to me, "Why did you change your face cream?" you know you have sensitive skin. And I said, because my face cream changed its formula. <laughs> oh. And oh, oh, oh. so I hadn't been able to use it anymore because I had literally broken out to an allergic reaction from it. And, and that's why I was getting the facial and talking to this person who, by the way, is a wonderful facialist in my area. Right. Um, and what happened to my skin had nothing to do with her. Right. I'm just right. super, super sensitive. And... It's, it's interesting to me that we always feel the need to change what is working for whatever reason. What's your response to that? And we're not just talking about what you just said, that Mary Kay, this one cream, they haven't changed their formula in 57 years. But in business, when you're coaching people, oftentimes I see this with the clients that I work with. They're like, well, I want to change this. And it's like you're... Your, bar, your bell curve is still going up and up and up. Why do you feel the need to change this? Do you see it potentially flattening, as Daniel Burris talks about in the anticipatory organization? Or maybe you just need to add another line of, of attack and see if that will peak as well. So what do you say to people who feel, well, this is working, I don't want to change it? Or I should change um, it. You're, you're, I mean, that's amazing. That um, My adage in life has been, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So believe it or not, 
I have been using basically the exact same facial strategy for 28 years. And I teach it to my girls all the time. And I have been using the exact same closing strategy that I learned from an amazing um, man. His name was David Cooper. And he taught closing questions and how to ask questions. Um, just an amazing man. And he recently passed away, but um, he taught hey, me a strategy. Because yeah. we're going right into national news. Everybody, will be right back with more from Jan Deardor because she is amazing, and we're talking about how to keep business going, start a new business, and keep those ants out of your brain. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. If you missed the first half of the show, you'll have to catch it on podcast because my guest, Jan Deardorf, was just truly amazing, is truly amazing because she's here with us for the second half of the show as well. But you can listen to it wherever your favorite podcast platform is found or on itsallaboutthequestions.com. And I love to hear from you, so please, anywhere on social media, the Laura Stewart is my handle on all social media. Or you can email at laura at laurasteward.com. I'm here to help you, everybody. If you're going through something, you don't know how to um, shift your business, you don't know what questions to ask, I want to help. So please email me and let's get a call scheduled. And let me see how I can help you. And sometimes all it takes is an outside perspective to help you think about what's going on. And if you can't schedule a call, you can also get my book, Anywhere Books Are Sold, What Would a Wise Woman Do? And uh, a free workbook is available on my website as well. So, Jan, before the, first, before the national news break so rudely interrupted us and hopefully did not put <laughs> my listeners back into those negative thoughts that could happen with you know, all that is consuming the national news right now, you were talking about how if it's not broke, don't fix it. When I had posed the question, when things are going well, when your business curve is still on the up, upward tick of a curve, do you change it? Do you look at other possibilities? And you had said, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Let's, let's talk about that because some businesses don't plan for that downturn, so they have no thoughts about what to do if the going gets tough. What do you say to them, and have you ever had to deal with that or any of the people who work underneath you on your team had to deal with that? How did they shift? Um, well, I think a, a key to um, success in any business is tracking your success. Um, I always am tracking where I'm going. Again, I go back to the adage, it's not math- magical, it's mathematical. So if you are tracking um, what's going on in your business, how many people you're seeing, um, and you are, uh, and you always have another goal set. Um, you, then uh, it's critical that you have something that you're working toward, because if you're not always working toward the next thing, then that to me is when you flatline. That's to me when you stagnate because you get comfortable where you're at. So you have to always be a little uncomfortable with where you're at, you always have to have that next goal, that next thing that you're reaching up for, and that keeps the activity going. It's the process that I'm saying, if it's not broke, don't fix it. 
I think one of the problems that we have today with social media and with all of the new ideas out there is people are jumping at them. They're like, um, like in my business, people come up with a new idea, a new way to say something, a new way to do something, a new way to try this, a new way to do that. And um, my business associates get wrapped up in that. And so they're trying this and they're trying that and they try this and they try that and they never really master anything. They're always trying something new. And to have a true, successful business, you have to be a master at what you do. And so to master what you do, I have created a strategy that really works for me. And I've really consistently done it for 28 years. And when you have something that you've mastered, you can then share that with people. And, and as soon as you are sharing it with them, you work with them, work with them, work with them until they have the same confidence. Because when they have confidence in what they're doing, when they master a skill and they have confidence, then they're going to have a win. And when you have a win, you're going to have success. And when any you ha- anytime you have a win, you're going to stick with it. Because if, it, if you keep having a win, even if they're little, you're going to keep doing it. Um, and so to me, it's, it's not a matter of, um, of figuring out what to do next. It's that you already know what to do next. It's more about what's my next goal um, what do I need to do to make that happen? And then going from that, from step to step to step to step. So m- my basic strategy for my Mary Kay business, I have really been doing the same way. The way I close a sale, I have been doing the exact same thing for 29 years. And when I share that with other salespeople, they're like, what? Um, but because I know that it works and it's not, how you do it, um, well, it is how you do it, but it's, you know what I'm saying? If you strategically um, know that what you're doing works, then don't change it. Okay, so take us, through, enough of it. take us through um, a couple of steps of, of how you start your strategy with somebody new, somebody who is starting a new business, or I think it would really apply to anybody going through any crisis right now, to get back to basics. Okay. Um, well, I, um, I love to sit down. I always sit down with my new people uh, one-on-one, and we just kind of have a talk. Um, and the first thing I have to do is I have to really figure out what is their need. Um, what exactly do you need? And um, usually that need I'm talking about is financial. Um, so how much money do you need to make um, in order to meet your needs? And you would be shocked at how many people don't even know what their budget is. Um, it is appalling to me. <laughs> and um, so you need surprise. to know a basic financial budget. Um, how much money do you need to live every single month? Um, so I sit down with them and we figure that out because once I have that number, I know that I can work backwards and show them how to make that money. Um, and whether it's that we're going to keep doing the J-O-B that you have right now and we're going to add Mary Kay as a, as a plan B or as a supplement, um, then that's what we're going to do first. And then as we build the Mary Kay business 
the goal would be to replace the other J-O-B so that you could quit the other J-O-B and have, you know, live the life of your dreams where you can have the flexibility to work when you want, stay home when you want. Um, I mean, from my Mary Kay business, my husband and I have been able to become financially free. My husband is now retired. Uh, we have a beautiful home in Colorado, and we go out there for July, August, and September. Um, instead of being snowbirds, we're summer birds. Uh, we get out of the heat here and go to Colorado where it's gorgeous for the summer. Perhaps um, not this summer, but maybe again. <laughs> oh, no, we're going. It won't matter. We'll drive if we can't fly. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, we are out of here. Um, in fact, my husband's getting a little anxious. He's like, why don't we go right now? I said, because there's still snow out there. <clears throat> but um, but because of, of the decisions that we've made, you know, over the years, we've been able to do that. So when I work with a new consultant, um, that's where we start. I'm like, okay, what do you want and what are your needs? So once we create her needs, then we create a strategy um, of what exactly she needs to do to make that dream a reality or to make to meet the needs that she has in that business. So it doesn't matter what what business you're working with. I can sit down with you and I can show you exactly what your steps are um, and what you need to do to make what you need to make to go to that level of whatever success you're wanting. Okay. Now, when you're teaching somebody after you've gotten all that that down and mm-hmm. they hit their first hiccup, mm-hmm. what do you say to them? What do you tell them to ask themselves to help them pick themselves up during that first hiccup? Because you've already laid the foundation, right? But it's the first time they've, they've had to go, oh, my gosh, I don't know what to do now. Even though they know what to do, it's still a fear factor, sort of can paralyze a lot of new entrepreneurs and existing entrepreneurs. Right. Um, it's, just, it's just, again, you go back to your tracking um, because most of the time any kind of a hiccup you hit is because you're not doing the activity. Um, you have a stall. Um, or a lot of times, um, I would say one of the biggest things that stops people in my business is the word no. Um, when, when someone says no to them, no, thank you, I'm not interested in a facial, no, thank you, I don't want to get with you, no, 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 no. And, um, and what you have to change your thinking, and the word no just means next. Um, so anytime I hear a no, what I'm saying to myself is, okay, who's next? Um, and again, it goes back to the numbers. If one in ten say yes, then that means I have to get nine no's in order to get the yes. And I also know that from my numbers that every yes is at least $200 in sales if you want to do it basically. So I make 50% of everything I sell, so I'm going to make 100 bucks um, with every yes on a minimum. That's just if I get with them for a sales appointment. So that means that um, every single no that I get is worth $20. Um, so if you say to yourself, oh, you got a no, well, you just made 20 bucks. Okay, who are you going to talk to next? And so anytime my, my girls get stalled or, um, again, I just go back to who are you talking to next, who are you talking to next, and just get the activity going again. What do you say to those of my listeners right now who may be small business owners who 
their businesses are just shut down right now because of everything going on in the world today, and they can't even think of how they can continue their business in a different way. What do you say to them? I say to them they need to call me, and I'm going to show you how to have a plan B in your life, which is a Mary Kay business, because three things never suffer in a recession, tobacco, alcohol, and cosmetics, and women want to look cute. And um, men want their women looking cute. So our, our line of cosmetics are continuing. I mean, I have people calling me ordering, and my business is still open, and I'm working, um, and everything happens. So whatever business you're in, if you don't have a plan B, if you don't have something that in a situation like this that you can fall back on that's going to give you an extra source of income, that's going to give you, um, give you what you need, then you need to think that new thought right now. Um, so, I mean, maybe you're, you're, oh, you have a restaurant right now, and that is devastating what's going on with them. Um, and so I think part of that is, is just that hang-in-there mentality. But then that goes back to um, when I was talking to you about what do you need and how much money do you have in the bank and how much do you have um, saved up so that when you have an emergency like this and the world shuts down for, for a month, for two months, are you going to be okay? And if the answer to that question is no, then you need to really, really think about creating a plan B in your life so that when things like this happen, your world doesn't come to an end. You know, I mean, my husband is a, an example of that with, you know, being with um, – his flying industry he lost his job in sioux city iowa which got him hired with eastern airlines and he was with eastern for six years and then they closed and filed bankruptcy and he lost his pension and had to start all over again mm-hmm. um and then he got hired with united airlines and then we had united airlines um and in 2004 they filed bankruptcy and he lost his pension again and um when that happened is when you know i just he was devastated i mean he was 50 I don't know, I think he was 52 or 53. He only had a few more years to fly because they, it's mandatory, mandatory retirement at 65, and so he had to retire. And he's like, what are we going to do? We just lost our pension. And um, that's when I stepped up and I said, hey, listen, why don't I pay all the bills for the next 13 years with my Mary Kay money and we save your paychecks? So that's what we did. I paid all the bills for 13 years from my income, and we saved his paychecks for 13 years. And from that, we were able to buy um, 10 rental properties cash and two commercial buildings. And the income now that we have from those rental properties has more than surpassed um, the pension that he lost. But it was because of a decision that we made, and we're like, hey, what are we going to do? What's our plan B you really have to plan, have a plan B because nobody knows for sure what they're going to have. And, I mean, he had a great job as a, um, a commercial airline pilot, and the pension was supposed to be amazing. But, bam, just like that, it was taken away. And so, you know, take what's happening today as an eye-opener to what if that can happen in your life and put a plan B in place in your life, maybe a side business of Mary Kay or whatever, some other um, direct sales company could add a little income to your life so that in a situation like this you have something to fall back on. You just, you just really need a backup plan. 
Yeah, I, I think that is beautifully sound advice, you know, and to hear what you guys did when the crisis hit for your family, you were like, okay, I had already started this, but, you know, our focus is going to be this. So for those who perhaps have lost their positions because of what's going on, instead of wallowing or, or being in fear, let yourself be in fear, right? Yeah. Feel it, live it for 90 seconds, as my yeah. friend Dr. Joan Rosenberg talks about, and then go, okay, what can I do positive to build from this, to create yeah. something new, to move forward from it? You know, I hear stories all the time of, of businesses that are transforming, um, Kristen Siriano, who is a Project Runway winner, I love the show, I'm obsessed over the show, <laughs> he's retooling and having all of his um, seamstresses making masks and other things for the hospitals. And it's like, okay, so for right now we're, we're not doing that. Well, we can't get these items from China and other places, so Americans are figuring out ways they can retool and do things. Even the bourbon industry and distilleries. Are I know, re- isn't that crazy? But they're they're looking at it. What can I do? How can I make a difference? And you know, for restaurants, they're now all of a sudden they're hiring people to deliver. They're doing curbside. What about? Um, selling food to hospitals that maybe their cafeterias are overloaded. You know, how can you do good and build in a different way that you possibly never thought of before? I mean, World War II created some of the most profitable businesses ever that never started out doing what they were doing. Yep. So true. So true. Yeah, and, you know, I, I see a lot of friends who sell essential oils and different things like that, um, fitness people, um, therapists that always did in-person. They're doing Zoom. Yep. Things that they never thought of before. The world is going to change, hopefully for the better. Oh, yeah, it's going to. And at the end of the day, it's what we, it's those thoughts, Right that we talked about that go through your head that lifted you guys up. It, it wasn't a, a COVID-19 kind of crisis or a, a world war kind of crisis when your husband, all those airlines kept stopping, but for yourselves, it felt like it, right? It was a major crisis for us, exactly, because we had we had plans and we had a future and we had it all mapped out and we thought we had it all figured out and then all of a sudden there's a big crimp put in it and it's like, well, nope, that's not going to happen. So let's, now what are you going to do? Um, and we could have, um, I mean, there were pilots that, um, you know, panicked. I mean, they, they were depressed, they were devastated. Um, but what good does that do? What good does that do? Um, you still have bills to pay, you still have to provide for your family, you still have to figure out a way. Um, and to me, fear is false evidence appearing real. So fear isn't real. It's just, it's just a feeling. And so I just, you know, we just pulled it up and said, hey, listen, we got to figure out a different strategy. And we have um, 13 years to get it done. Um, and, and so that was the, you know, and of course, when I said it, um, I was all excited. And then after I said it, I'm like, oh my gosh, what have I done? 
um, offering to pay all the bills for 13 years. Um, but you know what? It 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 was it went back to my original goal in life was to be the wife and mom um, that God wanted me to be. And I was thrilled to be the wife that my husband needed at that time for me to step up and say, hey, listen, let me take this stress off of you and let's figure out a plan B. And fortunately, um, my husband loves on the side. He's very handy. So we had enjoyed remodeling houses prior to this happening. And, um, you know, we had actually, he'd actually built a house on his days off. So it was already something that he loved doing. So when this happened, I said, hey, let's just get rental properties and um, let's build it that way. So, you know, it worked for us. But I think everybody really needs to have a backup plan. You really need to have um, something that that is going to help in times of need. And, um, of course, to me, you need to find the job that you don't feel like is a job that you absolutely love and that, um, every day when I wake up, I'm not waking up going, oh, no, I have to go to work. Every day I wake up and I'm like, oh, yes, what do I get to do today? Whose life do I get to change? Who do I get to talk to? Who's the Lord going to introduce me to that needs Mary Kay, that, that needs what I have, that, um, you know, has, um, that has a need that I can meet um, through what I have learned through my years of experience, you know, um, I think it's really one of the things that, um, as I look back, you know, the older you get, um, the Bible says the older women are to teach the younger women. And so I'm like, well, even though I don't like to admit I'm older, I really am older. Uh, when you register for Medicare and start collecting Social Security, I guess, <laughs> I guess that's a sign. Um, and then when you're seeing all these things saying the older community are at high risk, I'm like, okay, but... Um, you know, when you're born or when you get out of high school or any of those times, God doesn't just hand you a roadmap and say, here you go, here's your life, here's where you're going to turn here, here's where you're going to turn here, here's where you're going to turn here. It's more like a scroll, and it's just kind of rolled out each day that you live. Um, and then as you get older and you look back over it, it's amazing the turns and the twists and the things that you've done um, when God has led you, and you see how he made everything work out for your good. So as scary as this COVID-19 thing is right now, as um, unsure and unsettling as it is, there's a lesson to be learned. And, and that's what I think um, that we need to grab a hold of. And we as a nation, I think, are learning so much. And it's just important that you take the time because you actually have the time. I mean, how many of us have been praying for time to just take a deep breath and relax, and now God gave you this time to take a deep breath and relax, and you're at home, and instead of enjoying the moment, you're freaking out. Right. Well, you know, analyze where you're at. Analyze where you're at. Um, figure it all out and say, hey, what do I need to do? What do I need to change? Um, what lessons do I need to learn, and and maybe moving forward, you know, make things happen better. I, I love that, Jan. So we're almost out of time, and I want to make sure people know how to reach out to you because you've offered, if they're stuck, if they're not sure what to do, if they're fearful and they're not sure how to keep going, to reach out to you. 
And if they want to start a Mary Kay business, which you've proven after 29 years and almost uh, 650, your goal this year, I think you said, is 650,000 in sales. Yes, that's our goal. We got to, we're, we're working for the top. Yeah, so how do people reach out to you? Uh, well, you can call me or text me at 352-978-5550, 352-978-5550, or you can email me at jansmaryk at gmail.com. It's J-A-N-S, Mary K spelled out, at gmail.com. And, of course, you can go to my website, which is um, www.maryk.com slash jdeerdorf, D-E-A-R-D-O-R-F-F. I would love, love, love to talk to you. Nothing thrills me more than to sit down with someone over lunch or whatever and um, just talk about your life, talk about where you're going, what you want, uh, where you'd like to be. I mean, it's my passion. Um, if I, I don't know if I have a minute to share a poem real quick. Um, um, you have about 20 seconds. <laughs> oh, I probably don't have time then. Okay, but uh-huh. if they call you, they, they can, can find out what that poem is, or if you yeah. send it to me, um, I can include a link to it or something like that on yeah, the podcast. The title, yeah, the title of it is Maybe She Needs Me, you know, because we work through life going so crazy thinking, oh, I need to ask her, I need to ask her, and we get scared and we get in our own way, but you know what? It's not what, who needs you, but maybe she needs me. And perfect. That is a perfect last thought, everybody. Um, I hope you enjoyed Jan Deardorff today and you enjoy the show, whether it's podcast or live. Most of all, during these times right now, I wish for nothing more than peace and happiness and abundant health for all of you. And if you can't get to your loved ones because you need to protect them or they're in a hospital and you can't see them, please remember that I'm praying for all of you. Have a great day, everybody, and stay safe and healthy, very, very healthy. free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today. 